knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Habitat Podcast. The podcast for wildlife habitat management, hunting strategy, and land stewardship. And now, your host, Jared Van Heeves. Welcome back to the Habitat Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Van Heeves, and it is November, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to become better habitat managers. If you're new to the show, that's what we talk about, habitat and hunting. Um... We have come a long way since the very beginning, and we're going to keep dishing out great free information for you guys here. Guys, today's a special, special episode. Um, Our friend Kurt Karamanidis out of Wisconsin joins us for a two-part episode. So part one this week, part two next week. It's kind of a backwards way I did it. Um, This week we're talking about lunar, moon, red moon, new moon, full moon, and how that affects your hunting. And then we actually recorded that at the second half of the podcast. And the first half was more habitat at Kurt's Freedom Makers, his his new farm. Um, So you're going to hear the first episode next week and the second part of the episode this week. I thought the, the lunar stuff and the moon was more advantageous for us to hear sooner because we're hunting right now and not doing so much habitat work. Um, So that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about the moon, talk about how it affects our hunting, how it affects deer, different stages, what that means, where you can go to see and and kind of, you know, track it yourself. There's some things you can buy out there to, to track the moon, but there's also some free some free things we can talk about too. Um, Kurt relates it to musky fishing. You know, fishing in the moon, tides, it's kind of where it all started for him. And now, you know, why not have another, as Kurt would say, arrow in your quiver knowing about the moon when it comes to deer hunting? I know plenty of people who swear by it. I know plenty of people who don't. And, uh, you know, take it for what it is. You know, put that, you know, in your toolbox, if you will, like we always talk about, and um, and just, just listen. See what you think. I'm intrigued by it. I've never followed it. Um, that's just why I want to have Kurt on here, because I shot my first buck on the 15 acres 
with a rising moon. The moon was way in the air before it got dark. And guess what? The same day we recorded this podcast right here, I was in the car on the way home to Michigan, and I shot my second buck that day, and I saw him early, like prior to 5 p.m., before the time changed, everything, and in this episode, you'll hear Kurt talk about a new moon. It's supposed to be a good day, big bucks up early on their feet, and what do you know, I had one on the ground two hours later. Kind of crazy, guys kind of crazy so it really got my attention we had already recorded the show before i shot the buck but now i'm like well i'm gonna be paying attention to this from now on um i don't i don't know where it's gonna stack in my list of priorities when i'm hunting but judging on how i've done this year and the couple moons that we've dealt with i'm paying attention now and paying attention pretty closely so kurt thanks so much for coming on we'll hear you uh talk about our lunar stuff this week and then getting to habitat next week we're still doing hunting um got deer camp this weekend guys up in you know the the new family property up on the 70 up there we got an airbnb nearby so we're just kind of exploring um hunting i'm tagged out for for bucks so i'll be i'll be uh doe hunting and helping my friend nick and uh my other friend kevin and keith all get their their first deer i think kevin's got a deer before but keith and nick have not so i'm bringing a bunch of new hunters with show them what deer camp's about um the camaraderie the getting up early the shooting the deer the the back straps and tenderloins we're doing all that this coming weekend and i know a lot of you are too so first off i just want to say good luck this weekend please keep us in you know in uh in touch if you, if you knock anything down let us know if you have some cool habitat stories of how it paid off for you let us know and uh, just be safe and wear your safety harness and um you know enjoy yourself this time comes once a year and it's gone sooner than we can ever freaking imagine but uh yeah so we got deer camp coming up after that i'm headed to illinois um for their early gun or, or their first gun if you will down my friend jordan so guys keep it up hunt hard and uh i wish you all luck now, before we uh, get into the episode here, I want to thank everybody who's been leaving us great reviews on iTunes. My wife and I are trying our best to get free decals sent out to everybody who leaves us a five-star review and writes something nice. Now, if you go, if you scroll down in the show notes of this episode, you'll see a link where it says, leave us a great review. Now, the people who are doing that, you guys rock, and we're sending you decals. There's no question. Um, if you haven't done it yet, and you're just in, enjoying the content and, and love what you hear, uh, but but maybe you want to help out, and you know th- that's a good way to do it. Um, you know, for instance, we have a guy named Indiana Craig right here. Great content and guests. Thanks, Craig. Short and sweet. I love it. Thank you very much for doing that. We have another guy right here, Seth Two O Seven solid work i appreciate the effort these men put into this podcast i came across it this summer and i am glad i did i burnt up the episodes which made the haymaking much more fun great content and very valuable for an amateur habitat manager thank you jared and brian well thank you seth we appreciate that all we do is try to help people out and hopefully we're getting a lot of people on their uh the right path to their their habitat success here and uh, here's another one here from chance got them see so guys if you're leaving these reviews please put your full name 
either at the end of your review or in your username. It makes it a lot easier to find you on Facebook or Instagram. Chance says, the best hunting podcast I've found. The information in this podcast is great for landowners and all hunters who want to do what's right for their deer and see more in the woods. Great advice and some of the wildest guests have taught me more than I've ever thought I could learn about deer. Keep the podcast coming. Really enjoying them. Chance. Chance, thank you very much, brother. Decal, 5-inch Habitat Podcast, Decal, coming your way. Guys, the reason we're asking for your help here is because this helps us, you know, chart on the podcast chart. It helps us attract new listeners. You know, it's it's kind of like YouTube. People who are doing a bunch on YouTube pop up more in your newsfeed. Um, you know, things like that versus somebody who puts up a, a podcast or, or, I'm sorry, a video every every year. So, if we're having a bunch of people leave us great reviews, that really helps us show up, stand out, um, and people are just, everybody I talk to who found us is just stumbling across us. So, we're still in that growing stage. We need your help, and I'm happy to happy to ship out our decal. So, thank you very much, guys. I really do appreciate that. Um, our land plans, you guys have heard me talk about our land plans. We are getting flushed with inquiries right now, and we're dealing with those and helping each person with their specific project. Everyone is different, different locations all over the country. We're hammering those, getting those booked for 2021. I'm sorry, 22. Duh. And um, once hunting season is done, once this year ends, we are diving right in. So if you're interested and you want some help in your property, uh, we can we can help you out. Let us know, habitatpodcast.com slash landplans. Our client, Mike Halavity, a buddy of mine down in Ohio, Brian and I did three plans on his three parcels, and he smoked a giant 10-point this morning. Um, nothing makes me more proud than to, like, get that text. You know, uh, the, the just being able to help and being able to see the success um, and a buck like that on the ground is just extremely cool. Mike, again, thank you for trusting us to come down and work with you. Um, and your property is gorgeous, and we just appreciate it. And, and the picture today, just icing on the cake. Guys, that's the stuff that we want to see. Ty, up in Kentucky, your daughter's beautiful buck. Huge deer. Ty's on 25 acres, guys, and his daughter smoked a giant out there. Ty was one of our very first clients in the very beginning. So we're getting this success, and we're getting the... Um, the text and the messages, and it's just, it's out of this world the, the way it makes you feel. It's pretty its pretty neat. Um, it just goes to show that, you know, some of the stuff is, is uh, in the right direction, and we can help at least get you started down your habitat journey. You know, if, if you're a regular guy like me or, or Brian or, or anybody else out there who's got a 40 or an 80, that's that's the main group of guys we're talking to and, and helping out, you know. Um, your goals can be simple. It doesn't have to be to shoot a 200 deer. It can be to just see more deer. Like I talked to Mike up in northern Michigan yesterday. He just wants to have good chances of deer on his property. He's got a real wet property, so we're dealing with that. There's all kinds of different stuff. If you want to hear more, give me a call. Um, I'll get back to you. Look at habitatpodcast.com slash landplans, and I'll get right back to you, and uh, we'll talk. Now, guys, I want to thank a couple of our partners real quick. We have Michigan Whitetail Pursuit. Um, my buddy Bobby and I, he he runs a lot of that show over there at Michigan Whitetail Pursuit, along with the whole team. Everybody helps. Um, but Bobby and I were kind of 
texting right before I shot my second buck, and he sent me a big buck that's running around his place up, you know, near uh, Montmorency County. Um, that's looking great, and then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of texting him back saying, hey, I got this going on down here. It's just really cool to see this stuff, but Michigan Whitetail Pursuit, the guys over there are hammering out the deer on film this fall. I screwed up mine, so you won't see mine on there, but Blake, Ryan, uh, these guys are just putting the deer down. Great Michigan hunts, public land, private land, Indiana, Michigan, wherever. Uh, we have a Michigan Whitetail Pursuit on the road, so we get to see some out-of-state stuff, but just a talented team of guys, you know, quick hunts, you're not going to waste an hour watching a video that you're going to be disappointed when the kill shot's not on there, yeah, no, these are all, these are all kill shots, these are all great, get you fired up for deer season type thing, um, michiganwhitesailpursuit.com, check them out, bunch of great Christian guys, and uh, I'm just, I'm a fan. Uh, I also want to thank Morris Nursery, and then I'll be done with our, our ads here, I think um, I'm working on a lot of custom quotes for some more trees right now uh, buddy brad in iowa getting him dialed in um buddy rob here in michigan getting him dialed in with some stuff um buddy steve might be might be purchasing some for his his property up in northern michigan we're looking at just helping out getting you guys a better deal on trees than if you were to buy them retail or even with the podcast discount and then we can offer some advice on if you were a land plan client uh, you'll get this advice anyways, but if you're not, we can still help recommend what trees to plant, when to plant them, what zone, where on your property to plant them, uh, give you a little bit of taste of kind of what this is all about while saving you some money, you know, a few hundred dollars even on, on certain tree orders where we can help save things, but we're getting this, a lot of orders are going to be, I'm going to try to have all, all the orders in by early December if not December 1st. That way, the inventory is spoken for. You have the Morse inventory because uh, it will run out like it did last year, and we'll be able to get you something. So if you, if you need some help, email us at info at habitatpodcast.com. Um, go on the website, submit your email, whatever you want to do, and I can help get you some custom pricing on, on some trees. I'm a new dealer for them. Uh, I'm learning as I go in terms of different packages, different trees but they have such a large inventory that's going to take me a minute to grasp it but frank is right there to help me out and we're getting these things done we changed up brad's order the other day due to some some apples that will drop in different times and disease resistance so um we can help with certain things so guys if you're interested hit me up at info at habitatpodcast.com if you want to get a tree order in ahead of the curve if you think you can wait till February or March and get your tree order in, um, some inventory might be out by then. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, I also want to thank Packer Max Culta Packers, Killer Food Plots, Exodus Trail Cameras, Afflictor Broadheads, Realtree United Country Land Pro, Lake States Realty and Auction, and The Squirrel at NutPlanter.com. Let's get into it, guys. Kurt, and we're going lunar. Is there anything else you wanted to cover on Freedom Acres? No, we can, we can park that, and people can look me up on Facebook uh, or <laughs> hit you up, and you can hook them. If they have any other questions, I'd be happy to help. But, yeah, we can go lunar now because I could go on for Freedom for. <laughs> All right. Well, going going lunar now. We're going lunar. Sounds going lunar. Kinda, sounds kind of cool when you say that, going lunar. Yeah. Um, so 
you you had a comment on I think it was maybe my buck picture or something about yep. moon, the moon and you caught my I started asking a couple questions and and thought man I'd love to learn more about that because I've I've heard a couple podcasts on it way back when um, I know a couple of guys swear by it that I know and then other people don't pay any attention to it so I thought you know what let's get Kurt on here let's go lunar talk about the moon and how it affects our hunting and our habitat. Um, so why don't, you, why don't you kick us off? Okay. You know, get us the basic understanding of what lunar periods are uh, so we maybe have the terminology down and, and a good starting Sure. And I'm, I'll keep it simple because it can get kind of hairy when people are, you know, now there's the, the, the red moon, the this moon, the that, whatever. I've been following it for, you know, since the 80s. And a phenomenal muskie success just planning my vacations, muskie fishing, around uh, these lunar periods. So um, it's not something I just discovered last week or, you know, or a month ago. Well, then I started using it in my deer hunting. So the interesting thing, just some editorial comments about the moon, it seems like you either have to be all in and it's the greatest thing ever or it's stupid, it has no effect. Studies have been done, blah, 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 whatever. Well, there's always room in between. So the bottom line is that the, if you go to like huntfishsport.com, there's all kinds of places you can find. You've heard of major periods, minor periods, fishing, hunting, that kind of thing. It all revolves around moonrise, moonset, high moon, low moon. That's it. So there can be major periods when the moon is underfoot, straight underneath us straight up above us, and then one of my favorites, because we've had phenomenal action, is when moonrise and sunset are happening within like a half hour. Um, i got to be careful not to get on too, too many tangents, but I'll, I'll just, for now, leave it there. So if you've done this for 30 years and had success, it works. If you've never done it, and some of these people are like, Oh, that's stupid. It doesn't work. Don't pay any attention to the moon. It has no effect whatsoever. If there's a 90-degree day, the moon isn't going to help you. And if it's a cold front, you should be out in the woods anyway. Well, last time I checked, the, the middle ground is pretty common. A lot of times we have normal weather, right? We're not in 90 degrees or 20. We spend a fair amount of time in the hunting season in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And what I will say is these lunar periods are tremendous when you don't have major weather. If you have a major thunderstorm, 50-mile-an-hour winds, I'm not going out because it's my perfect lunar time. Okay, forget it. If it's 90 degrees, I'm not going out because it's my favorite lunar time. However, I'll tell you this. Early season, there's usually a moonrise sunset for us the first week of the season. So for, if you guys start in October, your, your, your full moon is going to be a little bit later. But I have had absurd big buck activity when we have – little to nothing, and then three days later when we're hunting, I just call them lunars. I mean, that's my lunar periods. And then all of a sudden, five years ago, I saw the biggest buck of my life, uh, 21, I figured, inch, 12-point, perfect 10, thick, tall, chandelier. We don't get bucks like that ever. 35 years, that's the biggest buck I've ever seen. And um, split G2s, it would have been something, and I almost killed them. That's a different unfortunate situation <laughs> didn't shoot but i almost got him but anyway on this perfect lunar period he's the first guy out of the swamp 
He's got a three-year-old behind him and a yearling. My dad shot a beautiful three-year-old that day. So we had little to no action before. After, you could say, well, that's because you shot that, you know, because you got that one or whatever. And my dad shot the biggest buck of his life on a Tuesday night, and that was about 75 degrees, that biggest buck I've ever seen, first buck out of the swamp. Um, my dad shot the biggest buck of his life. I watched him shoot it, which was absolutely incredible. I'll never forget it. A different property, low density, not a very good spot. Uh, barely ever seen multiple bucks. We had five bucks in the field in an alfalfa field. And I'll never forget as we're dragging that this big guy comes out right uh, probably 40 minutes before dark. So it wasn't even right at dark. And this was a 20 inch 10 pointer, beautiful, beautiful buck. He came out early to check and there's all these deer in the field. We've never seen that many deer in the field before or after. And he was out early. And again, it was warm. There was no weather. It was stable. So my best advice and best action is, which again, we have stable weather, I think more than we don't. So the lunar periods, if you're out in a stable, you know, now the weather's going to warm up uh, next week and we got a new moon today. Today's a great, <laughs> great day to be out. Uh, uh, there's a good lunar, I think, going on right now, actually. High moon, high moon. I think some of the red moon guys are on their stand. Right yeah, now. buddy. I'll be out with you. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. It, it seems like the haters of the moon say cold fronts are all that work. And if it's 90, who cares what the moon is? Again, most of our time is in between there. So I would say early season, I've had I, I've got the, the buck in my office in a warm later October um, full moon period. Uh, and again, if you don't like it, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know what I don't understand the the hate for the moon. If you want to follow it and do it, if you've been doing it for thirty years and you say it doesn't work, fine, no problem. But the people that are cranked up on the moon have had success. Otherwise, they're not, yeah. I'm not selling anything. Most lunar guys are not. I guess one guy is selling a, a wheel or something. But most guys following it are not selling anything. They're just saying, look. And to me, if, if there's two people on the podcast that try it and one has success, just look at those periods. Again, you can find them. And let's say you're thinking about quitting and you're on your stand and there's maybe a major lunar period coming based on the charts you find on, on the moonrise, moonset, high moon, low moon, and you stay out an extra hour and all of a sudden you got one. Right. You know, right. Or, you go, or you go a day you're thinking – uh, it's kind of borderline weather. It's not 90 degrees, but let's say I think Sunday we're supposed to have 60. That's not maybe great, but if it was a great lunar period, maybe you say, well, the bucks are moving. I'll give that a shot versus saying it's too warm. I'm I'm staying home. Yeah. So, well, I think that's a reflection of our society when you have these polar opposites now. They're, it's kind of hard to be a guy in the middle now. You have to pick <laughs> a side or you're demonized by one group or the other, right? Yeah. I put a – this is – and Jared might have seen this. I put on Habitat uh, – the Habitat chat on Facebook, I put I had a great lunar hunt. Now, do you think I knew that there was absolutely going to be – I've never had more comments. I didn't think that that chat was even alive until I put that in there. And all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, you know, 80, 100 – oh, that's totally been disproven or whatever. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And then other people are absolutely – I follow it, you know, to a T. But to me, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Right. I hope, I hope none of my neighbors do it. <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask your opinion because I've talked to not just a handful of guys like you that pay a lot of attention to it, but hundreds and maybe even thousands. And, and there's probably more out there that I haven't heard from. So you've got a say a university or or somebody that's a lot smarter than us that does research on this, and they say absolutely has no effect. We've got the data here. What is it about the thousands of other people that do have the data that show that 
they are seeing results on that. What, why do you think that is? Thank you. Thank you for asking that. I think that is a phenomenal question. And the results, I think, prove what we're saying. They say the same thing about weather. So the deer aren't moving more. We're getting them in daylight. And that's all we care about. So the studies that are out there, well, we're, they're not moving anymore or whatever. I don't need them to move more. That doesn't mean they have to run around, you know, cheering about a moon. The fact is that giant, giant buck my dad shot, that giant one that I saw, came out early, early season. He's a mature. He was never on I never got him on a camera the whole season. So something happens with the moon. He would have been on his feet, whether it was dark or daylight, right, with that study. Let's say he was collared, and he took that same route at – 8 p.m. They would say, well, he's, he didn't move anymore with the moon. No, but guess what? He came out when I could shoot him because of the moon, in my opinion. If nobody wants to believe me, I really don't care. It doesn't make any difference to you whatsoever. <laughs> but I think those studies, I think, can even make our point because I actually made a comment on the National Deer Association. I believe that's what it's called. They just did a big thing on this, to your point, and said, moon, no difference. We radio colored. Weather, no difference. And my question to them was, you should have done it for daylight activity because King's Calendar, which is in my office that has best days to hunt, they've done thousands and thousands and thousands of sits around. This isn't like fake news. I mean, this is real people hunting and following it. We're not doing sure. it because it's dumb. We're doing it because we think we can get a big buck. So I actually think those studies, I guess if you follow them to a T, and there's one guy, very prestigious, that thinks the moon has no effect, but the weather has all the effect. But that same study that says the moon has no effect says the weather. Correct, correct. So you can't have it both ways. I say do what you want out there, but I think they don't have to be more active than they would have been, but give me the daylight. And that's what I'm seeing is bucks coming out way earlier, big ones that shouldn't be out unless the moon phase was right. And that's that's why I do it. I'm not doing it because, well, geez, I'm just going to go there and and it's never worked. 20 years in a row, let's see if it does in year 21. You know. Kurt, Kurt why, why is that? Break it, break it down for me. Um, do the bucks think that it's already dark? I mean, they can, they can see. Nope. They know why you're dark. Like, what, why? Break it down for me, simple, stupid, why you think that the rising moon during the sunset time gets them to get off their bed and come out earlier than the normal. That's a question for a smarter person than me. The fish are more active. I've had musky action like you would not believe, and then the lights turn out after these windows. So I don't know. The tides with the moon, I don't have the scientific background. All I have is these bucks are moving, and that's all I care about. So I'm not sure someone, some scientist probably could answer your question. What I mean, they say humans, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have more people going to the ER, or they're crazy during the lunar, lunar periods and stuff. I mean, it's not like an unknown thing, but I don't know if it's, gravi- you know, people say it's a gravitational pull because the moon's coming up and whatever. That very well could be. I necessarily don't care. It's just that these, and they're not because it's dark. No way they're thinking it's dark. It is that, and maybe it's a gravitational force. That probably makes the most sense, but I would argue it's totally provable. And, Brian, you've talked to people. I mean, ultimately, we don't really care if anybody believes it. We're not selling you to believe it. It's happening. And my point is to people out there, try it if it doesn't work. And, again, don't try it on a 90-degree day or go out there when, you know, if you're using it for fishing during a nasty cold front. When, When I have stable weather, both for the muskies, that's when we had phenomenal results, and for the deer. And, again, stable weather, last time I checked, fairly common. You know, yeah. if you only hunt cold fronts the first two days after a cold front, hell, last season you'd have been in not very fun. We had a hot 
rut. I mean, it was yeah. warm during the season. So you, so then try to expand your horizons and get into something a little bit more, uh, you know, another arrow in your quiver. That's all it really is, yeah. is just adding something to your arsenal. If you don't like it and you think a study says it doesn't work, that's <laughs> congratulations. No, no, no problem. Yeah, that's, and that's why, we, that's why I wanted to get you on, because I just want people to consider these things, right? Absolutely. Like, that, that podcast we did, 149.5, about October indicators, this is an indicator. This is something to consider while you're going over your trail cameras, while you're looking at last year's pictures, while you're looking at the weather. Um, you know, I shot my buck that, on the 17th. That moon was high in the oh. sky. Before oh, I got that, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of, of October? Yeah, that October was October right. 17th. Yep, yep, because uh, my birthday is right near there, and there was a full moon the was it the 19th 20th something like that so and the other thing to keep in mind if you keep it this simple two to three days before and after you know, that was my days, next question i wanted to ask when yeah. you hunt around a full moon and a new moon what are the differences maybe and then what days do you hunt around them yep so the day of is today we have a new moon today that's how exciting is that for some some don't care because it doesn't have any impact but um, otherwise, the, the day of a full or a new, and then the two before and two after, if you narrow it down to that, those days, and then, because the rest of the days, there's always major and minor periods of activity or, or uh, uh, you know, fishing times, hunting times, they call them. But for me, I'm focusing on the new, the full, the day of, and the two before and the two after. And if you get bad weather, you know, on a couple of the days, wait, and then hit it the days, you know, that you have better weather. But um, we've got some warm weather, biggest bucks we've gotten when supposedly that's not when you're supposed to be out in the woods. But the only thing I yeah. could attribute to is the lunar, is in, in those two cases it was full full moon. And I think the one I uh, got in my office here was also an October full, uh, full moon. But, yeah, so it, keep it simple. Moonrise, moonset, high moon, low moon. You can find that stuff almost even in Weather Underground. Most people use Weather Underground. That'll give you moonrise, moonset um, right on the day there. And if nothing else, like I said, if you're debating on whether to go or not go, give it a shot. If you're debating on staying or leaving, and maybe there's a moonrise coming in another half hour and you don't have anywhere to go, stay in and see what happens. Um, but definitely stable weather is where it has its biggest impact because also then you can't say, well, it was just the weather. Well, if it's not changing for three or four days, it's stable. Then what made this buck come out early that he shouldn't be coming out? He's a, you know, the biggest buck in the property. And I've seen it time after time. So it is, you know, it's not a fluke. And obviously, like Brian said, there's hundreds there. I'm not alone, but to some, it's hard to explain. Maybe I say, keep it simple. The new, the full two before two after, and then the rise, the set, the high, the low, you don't have to, you don't hunt them all, but that's where, if you look at any of these um, hunting times, they're all going to re revolve around that. That's, that's what it is. But early season, I think a lot of people miss the boat because that's where you can have some great lunar activity and there is no other weather that's going to, I mean, yes, if you get a cold front, I, I get that. But a lot of times you have warm weather early season. So then if you've got a major lunar come in, that could be the thing, maybe that big buck who would have come out after dark sneaks out half hour, 45 before dark, and boom, you get them. If you get one, it's worth it, obviously. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth considering, and, and I think um, I've listened to a lot of guys, like like Brian said, smarter than us, who, who uh, follow this stuff, and that's why I wanted to have you on. Now, go, go one more time. Tell us where we can go to find some of this information for our own liking. Um, 
you know, if we want to consider it in the future. Sure. So huntfishsport.com has – actually, they'll star the days from zero to five stars, and then they'll also put major, minor, meaning the real hot one, which, like, right now is the is the high moon. They That particular one, the high moon, and you've got a new moon, and it's during the rut and all that. So that would – be a big thing. So huntfishsport.com actually gives you the current month um, best days, one through five stars, zero stars. So that is going to be always based around new and full moon. That their their four and five star days are only going to be on or right after the new and full moon. Um, and then the the periods all revolve around rise, set, high, low. So when they've got a, a major morning, a major evening. You're going to be around one of those four. A minor morning, a minor evening are going to be around one of those four positions. And I know Jake Elinger has talked about that, you know, the position of the moon. Um, but sometimes it just gets lost. If you just think of it, look at your calendar, new moon, full moon. If you can, my favorite is the moonrise, sunset, and that's going to be coming up in November again. Um, moonrise, sunset, cause, and that's also a good time to hunt. But like now you can get more daytime movement, so you could get, you could get periods um, now midday that could act, and I think a lot of those guys that are following the the, the red moon, I think that's what they're calling that the red moon, are out right now because they got the high moon, um, and like by us now we have stable weather, so I would expect probably people to have some good midday action. And again, someone could say, "Who cares? It's the rot that has no impact." That's okay. That's no problem. It is no different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do you have, do you have any other? Uh, timely rut hunting information that we want to share with the listeners before we before we close this down. It's it's early November. Um, we're going to get this out there for the listeners right away so they can make their, their judgment calls on this. And what else do you have before we, before we button this up? Okay, great. Um, and probably nothing, you know, now we're into the stuff that a lot of people, I'm sure, follow. But for what it's worth, so I think your buck you killed, my buck I killed, was a little before the madness started uh, around on Monday. They were still, the bucks were still pattern patternable. Um, now, because I still have been going with my dad uh, lately, now it's a little bit more of a, a free-for-all. So in central Wisconsin, and I thought that some people aren't seeing anything, which they probably maybe don't have food, maybe don't have mature bucks, um, but we're, it's blown up by us. They're running all over the place. Now it's obviously a little more random. So I'm hunting doe trails to hope that the bucks come and bring in the doe toward me because otherwise you can get frustrated. Oh, I saw a big buck over there yesterday. <laughs> I'm going back over here. So I'm, I, we're mainly hunting, um, you know, early season doe uh, trail activities. But in central Wisconsin, it's white there. It's, uh, Katie bar the doors. They're running, they're running. Pretty good. And again, I'm, I'm talking to people also that aren't seeing anything. I think that depends on your area. Maybe we had an early hot doe, but the big, bigger bucks are definitely on their feet. Started probably, um, well, actually for me, it started even before the, the cool front because that warmer uh, weather on Saturday. But this week they're they're moving. So I would just say hunt where you think those are coming to food, or in the morning, you know, a transition where they're maybe passing through. Um, but the, the bucks are moving. I don't know about by you guys, but they're definitely. Uh, a lot of activity. Yep, you are right about that. I was down in Ohio getting daylight pictures of shooter bucks in Michigan, so I'm in the vehicle. I'm going to the property. <laughs> I, we're going to hopefully see see if uh, 
all this info can, can hold true one more time for me. So, Kurt, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and being a, a loyal listener of the podcast. Uh, you know, we truly appreciate it and hope to hear more from you in the future. Well, you guys are great. I, I, if I added anything, I'll be happy for it. But thanks for giving me the opportunity, and I'll keep you posted on my Freedom Makers plan because it might be able to help some people that are doing some conversions and, and kind of starting from scratch. Please do, and uh, good luck the rest of this fall, buddy. You guys, too. Take care and keep doing great work. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you so much, listeners, for coming and listening once again to the Habitat Podcast. We really appreciate it. If you could, please do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. If you type out something nice, I will send you a free Habitat Podcast decal. If you haven't been to our website, HabitatPodcast.com, we have our Habitat Property Consultation Services on there under the Land Plan tab. Check out our HP Land Plans there. We also have hats, t-shirts, and decals up at HabitatPodcast.com. Of course, all of our podcast episodes. And then we have a new Habitat Podcast journal where you can learn about deer anatomy and some cool thoughts, um, you know, more of a blog post from us every now and then. We'd really love it if you went over to our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, found the Habitat Podcast, and please subscribe. That really helps us. And thank you very much to our sponsors. I'd like to thank Exodus Trail Cameras, The Squirrel at NutPlanter.com, Packer Max Cultipackers, Afflictor Broadheads, Killer Food Plots, Michigan Whitetail Pursuit, Realtree United Country Land Pro, Lake States Realty and Auction, and Morse Nursery. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in once again. Get back with us soon. We're going to have another great episode for you as we become better habitat managers. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.